big news, my third book, number one on Amazon in business, the pre-sale, Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action is coming out April 4th worldwide. It's available on pre-sale, and if you buy it on Amazon, on Barnes & Nobles, wherever books are sold, let me know because I want to send you a special gift. So if you buy this book, do it, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action, not only will you have the most immersive, in-depth, introspective book ever put together on taking action. This is three years in the making of myself doing research, studies, surveys. You know, the overview, 40,000 foot, just think Atomic Habits meets the Enneagram with crazy cool Malcolm Gladwell type stories from figures in history who changed the world. There's nine types of action archetypes, nine types of these things that we have that we can resonate with of why we are holding ourselves back from taking action. Everybody has something that they want to do and there's something that is stopping them. These nine action archetypes are the allodaxophobic, fear of other people's opinions, the burn, the inopportune, the blamer, the test believer, the perfectionist, the scarciest, the distracted, and the underestimator. And you will learn which one that you are and how to overcome this and take action. April 4th, do it, the life-changing power of taking action. Let me know if you buy this and I will send you a gift. Before we dive into this incredible episode that you are about to hear on The David Nurse Show, I just wanted to say a special thank you for being a listener, for tuning in. You could be anywhere else in the world right now and you are with me listening. And I also want to ask you, if you find value out of this episode, out of any of the episodes, to share it with a friend, share it with a family member. Somebody needs this and you can be the person that changes their life. And also, if you could, it takes about 12 seconds in total to leave a review for the podcast. Go to Apple, the podcast app, and leave a review. Five star if you love it. You choose, write a review. Let me know if you leave a review and I will shout you out. I will give you a gift. I will have a conversation with you. I'd love to hear from you if you are listening to this podcast. So go to the Apple Podcast app, leave a review, because it helps It helps people that are searching podcasts, that are trying to find something of optimization, mindset development, and we will pop up as the top podcast. So you're also helping others by leaving a review and subscribing. Also, the show is on YouTube. If you want to watch me talk to the guest, you can watch it on YouTube, David Nurse channel. All right, now, time for the show. You are about to get your mind blown. All right, welcome to a special episode, Book Launch Week. And I know what you're probably thinking, David, I get it, everybody promotes their book, blah, 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 blah. But to be honest, like, I don't want people to just buy the book. I genuinely and passionately want people to read the book. I don't put all this time and effort, and it's not really about me, obviously, but it's about you and what you can take away from it. And I do know for a fact in this book, you will be able to understand why you are not doing what you want to do or what is holding you back from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. So this is kind of going to be a free-flowing, you know, just talking about the book a little bit and sharing some insights on it that people don't really know about it yet. I know a lot of people are 
Like, okay, it's about taking action. It's about having tools to be able to um, bust down roadblocks and, and break potential and all these great things that sound really cool. But one of the coolest things about the book is the style that it's written in. It's written in a, a sort of, there's a little historical fiction twist to it. And what I say that is each action archetype, there's nine of them, nine main reasons people hold themselves back. The nine archetypes being the allodaxophobic, that is fear of other people's opinions, the burned, the inopportune, the blamer, the test taker, the distracted, the scarciest, the perfectionist, and the underestimator. So what I'm saying as the historical fiction aspect of this, and now if you like fiction, Books, you will really, really like this. On each of the action archetypes, I have somebody, a historical figure that had the same struggles of the given archetype. So, for example, the allodaxophobic fear of other people's opinions. The person from history that I selected is Martha Graham. Now, if you know anything about Martha Graham, she basically revolutionized the way dance is actually done it's no longer just only ballet but she modernized dance and when she was doing so people were telling her this is stupid you can't do that you are clumsy you're not even a good dancer and she had so much pushback fear of other people's opinions her parents her peers that she could have just taken the easy route and been like hey look you know what you're right i'm not going to take it i'm not going to take the chance but she did, and she took the chance, and, and each person in history came up with this time called the crux. This is when you, them, in these stories, get to make the decision, are you going to take action, or are you going to let this archetype, this fear, hold you back? And far too often, we let the fear win because, I mean, why would we want to step out in something that's never done been done before? We'll just be made fun of, Right. Martha was, and everybody that does something great is to an extent. And then you look back at it and like, whoa, I thought dance was always had hip hop, had country line dancing, had all different kinds of dancing. No, it didn't. Martha was the one who transcended that. But the cool thing about the way that I write this in the story is the historical fiction aspect of it is it also plays out a scenario of what if. Martha Graham didn't take action. So what would the world look like if these people from history didn't take action? And let me just read you a little bit about this, Martha Graham. I looked up some stats on this. Check this out. This is incredible. 31% of adults worldwide have more confidence based on clear skin 31 that's almost one third of people like hey you got clear skin you're more confident get this better looking people meaning i'm just the term the clear skin as we're putting that with earn 12 percent more financially over their lifetime 12 percent more that that literally could be millions of dollars you are investing a lot into the lab into the science into yeah. the research it is so far a no-brainer why anybody would try would use anything else other than one skin like is there any is there anything like you can even think of that makes sense like i'm trying to and i can't i want to say out of the kindness of your guys heart you are providing for our listeners a special 
pricing code, which will be in the show notes. So look in the show notes to try out OneSkin for yourself. Strongly recommend to subscribe to our newsletter. We want to empower everyone because we know that the choices that we are making today will definitely impact how you're oh. you know, going to age tomorrow. That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy, you are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure. You do. I do. We all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This, this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Eleve Health. E-L-E-V-E health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this. It places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I, I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called... Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT, from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E Health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. So, Martha Graham, you would wake up and you would have no idea what the Broadway play Hamilton would not exist. I mean, everybody would just only be doing Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. There's no dancing out at clubs. There's no dancing at bars. There's no dancing. There's no rhythmic expression through dancing. So that's the crux, and it plays it out in a really cool scenario way that shows you, man, well, if they didn't take action, or like the burned Louis Latimer. Louis Latimer was the person behind Alexander Graham Bell and Thomas Edison, why the telephone and the incandescent light bulb inventions actually happened. He's the one that pushed them through. So you play out this scenario of, well, what if he didn't take action? What if he didn't answer the door when Thomas Edison came knocking at his door and he would have been like, oh, I've been burned so many times in the past. Why would I answer it to this stranger? But he did. He took the chance. So I play out the way that it would look like we don't even have electricity. You can't even make phone calls. Sure, it's kind of a play of like, yeah, somebody would have invented it. Of course they would have. But it just really emphasizes, hey, there's there's probably something that you know, it's a risk in your life, and you're probably thinking, well, I, I, man, I shouldn't do this. You know, it's, it didn't work the time before. Or, uh, you know, what will other people think about me? Or uh, just the inopportunity. It's, it, it's not my time. I'm, I'm just too young or I'm too old. You no, know, well, Sybil Luddington, who actually was the 
more prolific that goes underplayed writer of the great revolution where the american revolution paul revere gets all the cred but sybil luddington is the one who rode even longer distance through the rain that helped stop the the fight the attack on danbury that was the turning point in the american revolution so she doesn't get a whole lot of play but she did it and she was young she was a girl and she was young it wasn't her time but she did it the blamer Wilma Rudolph? Oh, you don't know who Wilma Rudolph is. She's most, one of the most decorated female athletes in the Olympic history ever. And she was born with a leg that wouldn't even work. Like she couldn't even walk when she was a kid, let alone run, let alone ever think about being an Olympic athlete. Talks about how she overcame that and took away blaming the test taker, Catherine Briggs, the Myers Briggs, of how. She actually was living in what her mom, Isabel Briggs, told her she had to be as this introvert. And I think it's kind of funny of introverts and extroverts. And people think, well, introverts, you know, I can't go out and meet people because I'm just so introverted. That's not what introvert and extrovert means. It just means how you recharge, whether you recharge when you're alone or recharge with other people. It doesn't mean you can't go meet and talk to people. So the test taker, like just because, you know, you're an Enneagram 7 with a wing of an 8, or you're, you're I mean, uh, born in, uh, what is it, what are those things, the Aquarius or Sagittarius, that's how you're going to act. No, not at all. Now, the distracting is an interesting one. This one is Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton, as you know, with the apple fell on his head on the tree, and it's kind of his discovery came from actually he was he had so much going on in his life he would have never been able to have this discovery had he not taken the time to be alone to sit alone to sit alone under the tree of his grandparents house when he was quote unquote bored apple falls from the sky he discovers this theory of relativity object in motion must stay in motion you know the rest from science class but it goes through a a historical fiction play out of what if that never happened what if he stayed so distracted like we do today so distracted in our phones so distracted in our emails so distracted on all these little things taking our time and our attention away from us that we don't create the margins in the space to just be able to sit to think when was the last time you had a creative thought when you had 17 things on your plate and you were just trying to play catch up and keep your head above water never just doesn't happen. Isaac Newton had one of the greatest inventions, one of the greatest just coming to, I mean, moments of, of realization because he just sat in the quiet. He created those margins. The scarciest where you think, you know what, there's only so much to go around. I better hold on to this really tight because if I don't, it's all going to be gone. James Harrison of Australia, he gave, so he had his blood transfusion, incredible amount of blood, like should have killed him when he was younger. And he made a vow that if he was to survive, he would give blood as well. And it just so happens he had this just crazy mixture of his transfusions just, just like came to the right amount that it, he would be able to have the only blood that would cure RH disease and that would at the time killed about 20% of babies babies would have it through their mothers through birth and 
this RH disease I didn't have any cure for. But somehow James Harrison, through this miracle of his blood transfusion, had the only blood that could be that could help mothers survive with their babies. And he decided that he, you know what? He's got enough to give. He's going to give it. He wasn't going to sit, just be there by himself and hold on to this blood all alone, but he was going to give it. And he ended up saving, God, you know, I have to go back in the book and check it out, but like two point some million babies survived because of James Harrison, the scarciest, the perfectionist. Oh man, do we struggle from this? It has to be perfect before we put it out there. Oh my gosh, what if somebody sees it and it's not perfect? This is a, a real struggle for people. And Piggy Lambert, who is actually the coach of John Wooden. When, was I, when did you ever think of it? John Wooden had a coach. Yeah, this is the coach of John Wooden. And it goes through John Wooden's story of how he, Piggy Lambert, was a perfectionist and almost didn't give control of the team, the UCLA basketball team. Or sorry, the Purdue basketball team when John was playing that led to John coaching at UCLA, of course, as everybody knows. So Piggy Lambert... We play it back in a historical fiction way. What if he did not give control, didn't let John be a leader? Would there be any leadership development? Would there be any leadership podcast? Would there be any personal development? John Wooden is kind of the guy that started that at UCLA in his Wooden Triangle. So the perfectionist and the underestimator, John Osteen, John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father, and came from nowhere. A little Paris, Texas was the town. And he felt this call on his life to share the word of God to in a different way. And like not just a, a way of following strict orders, but in a way of a relationship in a transformational way with Jesus. And felt this calling on his life. But what who is he? This this small town kid, his parents never graduated college. Like, who was he to do this? And and he did. He took it on. But man, it's a it's hard. It's hard. We suffer from this underestimate. We think, why me? Why me? But you should be thinking, why not you? It's got to be somebody. Why not you? It doesn't matter where you come from. Look at everybody in the Bible. God didn't just call these amazing, already qualified people. No, he did not. He called the people like David, a shepherd with a slingshot to become the most powerful king. He called these people that you would never think would be that. And that, that's you. Don't underestimate yourself. So each each archetype has a person from history that changed the world, suffered from the same archetype, and went on to change the world because they took the chance. Each archetype also has an action animal. And you know why I picked action animal? Because animals don't suffer from any of these. Animals don't fear what other animals think about them. They don't think about they were burned by the past. They learn from the past. They don't think, oh, I'm too young, I'm too old. So like the allodaxophobic fear of other people's opinions, the hippo, the hippo's one of the ugliest, I would say, animals that there is. And they have the toughest skin. They secrete what's called hippo, hipposidoric acid. When a predator or somebody gets close to them, they secrete this. It's like a sweat from the glands and it just, it, it makes the, any kind of person that, or sorry, animal that's going to attack them go away. They're just comfortable in their own skin. And that's what fear of other people's opinions. You want to be comfortable in your own skin. So the hippo is the action animal. The enchinda, the burned, the enchinda is the only animal that can survive forest fires. So everything burns around them and they just, you know, hole up. That means like difficult things happen in their past. They could just, you know, it, 
oh, if they got burned in the past, why would they do it again? They got burned by the forest fire. But they actually flourish through that. They grow from that. We grow from the burn situations. The thoroughbred horse is the inopportune. Are they too young? Three years old, running these Kentucky Derbies, becoming the greatest athletes in the world, fastest athletes, these thoroughbred horses at three years old? No, not at all. Let's just jump to the scarcest, the meerkat. The meerkat, you would know by Timon from Lion King, they store up just enough food to get them through the day. That's it. That's all they can store up. And they have to go out again the next day. They can't just hoard it and get toilet paper and all this stuff from, from Walmart and, and Costco and just keep it and hoard it. No, they got to go out there every day. They're not the scarcest. They know more is going to come. Or the underestimator, the narwhal. The narwhal is just thought to be this like, you know, it's weird looking whale with a horn kind of unicorn thing. But it actually has helped the scientists with global warming and the polar ice caps melting. They've been able to track the narwhals and, their, and the way that they swim and the areas that they go to. And all this really cool scientific stuff that's more in the book that you'll find out. But that's the action animal for the underestimator. And each one has an action animal. But it's cool because animals are the purest form where they don't struggle from any of these, these fears that hold them back. They are purely who they are. And we can adopt this type of action animal. So when you read this book, you'll be able to you know, really associate with one of the archetypes and learn the brain science. What's neurologically going on in your brain? The prefrontal cortex, the cerebellum, figure out what's triggering what. The, the dopamine, the serotonin, those are hot topics right now and you'll learn what's going on in there. The white matter in your brain, all of it. And you'll learn the heart science, like why does our heart want to keep us safe so much? Like that's, that's a main protection of our heart, our feelings, obviously I'm talking about with our heart. Just keep us safe out of harm's way. And you'll learn about that. You'll learn about the, the obviously the person in history that changed the world, the action animal. And there's of course tools at the end of each archetype to help you overcome this. Tools you can do. Easy tools on a daily basis that you can do. Like the allodaxophobic fear of other people's opinions. Learn how to be the comedian and laugh at yourself in stressful situations. And the distracted and the inopportune, too young, distracted, making a now alarm that literally goes off your, on your phone. It says it goes off at the time you said it. Now. Do it now. Do not procrastinate in so many more tools that you will find in Do It, the life-changing power of taking action. I hope you dive into this. This is the week. This is it. This is the book launch week. You can get it anytime, years from now. But, you know, it's kind of like you put all this time and effort and energy into letting people know about the book. And I hope everybody buys it. But more, more importantly, I hope everybody reads it. Take something away from it, then go teach somebody else. That's the only way thing that we grow, that society gets better. If if you learn, but not just learn, not just not just hear, but take action, go do. Because there's a huge difference between knowing and doing. And and I hope and I pray that, that you're able to find that in this book. So just wanted to, you know, tell you more about the book and have kind of a, a fireside chat with you without the fireside, but just have a chat with you and give you the information in it and hopefully go check it out and of course let me know if you do and let me know if um, there's any questions that I can answer for you on it but thank you so much for listening and giving your time you could give this 20 minutes to anywhere else anybody else but you're giving it with me so I really 
I really appreciate it. And of course, you can get them, get this book wherever books are found: yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, little small bookstores that you can support as well. So thank you, and go do it. Okay, so if you enjoyed that podcast, check this out. What I do is I give keynote talks to companies, corporations, organizations, teams all throughout the com- country and the entire world. If you want me to come speak to your team, to your company, or know somebody who might, reach out to me, please. I'm very easy to get a hold of, david at davidnurse.com. And I'm also doing some super special gives with my new book, Do It, The Life-Changing Power of Taking Action, coming out April 4th. Message me, because I'm doing some gives for free talks, for free coaching courses, even an amazing NBA tickets experience at Los Angeles gourmet food Michelin star celebrities type of thing for people who buy a certain amount of books. So please check this all out. Reach out to me if you're interested in a keynote talk or to know more about the book giveaways that I'm doing. April 4th is the launch. Thank you so much.